0: In this episode, we talk about some of the surprising science behind your spending habits. Go ahead and put away that credit card because you are now listening to Tiny Leaps, Big Changes. Today's song is called Good Love by Rouge and featuring Ava. It's pretty late in the afternoon right now as I put this episode together and the vibes that this song has are the perfect fit for me. I hope you enjoy it as well and check out the artist and let's jump into the show. Welcome to another episode of Tiny Leap's Big Changes, where I share simple research backed strategies you can use to get more out of your life. My name is Greg Clunas, and back in episode 26, I shared three extremely simple things you could do to save yourself a little bit of extra money. That episode was released to some really positive feedback. And so I wanted to do a little bit of a follow up exploring one question Why are some people better at saving than others? Here's an excerpt from Ramit Sethi's article, Personal Finance is Not About More Willpower, on the I Will Teach You To Be Rich website. Quote, The idea that personal finance is about willpower is based around the heroic idea that our willpower is the most centrally important driver in our lives. But social psychologists know that the situation around us is at least as important as our personality. And then he goes on to write, We all know managing our money is important. We say being financially responsible is a value of ours, but knowing and saying doesn't make it so. The structures around us matter, end quote. This is a fundamentally true statement. If saving money were just about willpower, we'd all do it, no questions asked. I don't think a single one of you would argue that saving money isn't important. So if we all know it's important, why don't we all do it? Well, that's because it's not just about willpower. There's something else involved. The excerpt ends with the statement, the structures around us matter. That is, how easy is it for you to spend money? When do you take out your savings from your paycheck? The structure is what I discussed back in episode 26. Creating structures and systems that make it easy to save is the smartest way to start doing it. Now, here's a short section from the course Psychology of Money on the CIC Money 101 website. Quote, You feel hopeless because you are living from paycheck to paycheck. To compensate, you begin to use your credit card because you think you deserve the good things in life, even if your paycheck isn't big enough to get them. Every one of these beliefs and behaviors are within your control. End quote. So why are some people better at saving money than others? The introduction to this course that I just quoted argues that whether or not you save is about your behaviors and your beliefs. This is the truth in theory, but it doesn't do anything to help us actually modify these behaviors or correct these beliefs. As we just found out, willpower doesn't play much of a role. So even if we know that our behaviors and beliefs aren't helpful to us, we can't just will them to change. What we need to do is fully understand why we have these beliefs and why we take these behaviors. Now, here is the final piece. Here's an excerpt that I think best explains it. It's a little bit long, so keep that in mind. It's an article by Suzanne Kearns titled The Psychology of Money, How Saving and Spending Habits Are Programmed in Your Brain. Quote, have you ever wondered why you handle money the way you do? Perhaps you're a saver and you feel satisfaction every time you look at your growing account balances and displeasure when you need to buy something. Or maybe you're a compulsive shopaholic looking at life as something to enjoy, so you buy on impulse and pay little attention to how you'll survive in the future. While many people believe that money handling habits come from parents or caregivers, current research is proven that our habits aren't just based on conditioning and money management lessons we learned as kids. There are spenders and savers in the same families, kids who grew up in poverty and still develop great wealth, and heirs who blow the family fortune. If it's not how you're brought up, what does shape the way you view money? Experts are revealing that brain chemistry plays an enormous role in your financial habits. In a study conducted by Rick Sider and Lowenstein, published in the Journal of Consumer Research, Participants' brains were scanned as they pretended to make buying decisions. Researchers observed activity in an area of the brain called the insula, which is stimulated when you experience something unpleasant. The more stimulation in the insula, the less likely you are to keep doing what you're doing. Now, when it comes to money, insula stimulation can stop your spending. On the other hand, the act of saving, either by having cash in a bank or by experiencing a significant savings on a product or service, brings savers intense pleasure. The victory of a good bargain makes everyone feel good, but savers feel the rush even more since it's a relief from the discomfort of needing to spend. End quote. So according to the research, some people are better at saving than others simply because that's how they are wired. We have the beliefs and behaviors we have as a result of our DNA. This also explains why willpower just doesn't play much of a role. You can't will yourself into being a different person. So what are you supposed to do? Surely those of us who aren't programmed to save money aren't just doomed to fail in this area for the rest of our lives. Well, the solution lies back in Ramit Sethi's last line. The structures you create are an important piece of the puzzle. By putting systems in place to affect your default behavior, you can give yourself a much greater chance of doing the right thing. Those of us who aren't great at saving may not be able to change that, but we can build systems that allow us to still reap the benefits. The first step is to be aware of why we aren't great at it. Then the second step is to find systems like the ones I discussed in episode 26 and implement them into your life. There is no quest for this episode, but I wanted to take a moment and wish you an incredibly relaxing weekend. There will not be an episode of the show on Monday as I'll be taking the day off, but I look forward to speaking with you again next Tuesday. Throughout February, I'm making myself available to you for one hour every single weekday. This means that you and I can hop on a Skype chat, Google Hangout, or phone call and talk about anything and everything that matters to you. To sign up for one of these calls, go to tinyleapschat.com, and it'll take you to my personal calendar. This page will let you choose a date and time that works for you, and we'll take it from there. That's it for episode 32. If you'd like to sign up to receive an alert when our next episode publishes, all you have to do is text the word tiny to 38470, and it'll get you set up. With that said, thank you so much for listening, and if you like the show so far, the greatest compliment you could pay it is leaving a rating and review on iTunes, as well as subscribing to get future episodes. Here's a great review by a listener with the name Wahid Tanner. Quote, sometimes my attention will wander while listening to a show, but not this one. It's obvious that Greg puts a lot of effort into each episode, and I found myself continuously drawn into his talk. Add to that the fantastic action items, and this is one powerful, packed show. End quote. Well, thank you very much for the kind words, man. You are the bomb for listening. If you'd like to have your review read on the show, well, you've got to leave one. So go ahead and do it so that I can have the pleasure of reading your name and your review on the air. Until the next episode, I've been Greg Clunas. And remember, all big changes come from the tiny leaps you take every every day.